0: Good morning and welcome back to St. Anne's Wednesday Morning Reflections Online. It's great that you're able to be with us this morning to join in in these weekly reflections. I hope you've been able to join us uh, for the last few weeks looking through various things that we've been doing together. If you have, great, if you haven't, then do check out our website and you can see the whole back catalogue of these reflections going back to when we first started, which was when the first lockdown began in March. Um, I've been doing various different things throughout that time, and today I'm going to share with you a passage from James chapter 3. So you might want to find a Bible and, uh, and look at that chapter for yourself. It's just the first 12 verses we're going to look at this morning. Um, but I was struck by this as I was doing one of my daily readings, and I was reading this passage, and it struck me. So I thought this morning that I would, I would share some of the thoughts that I had uh, with you on that. So it's James chapter 3, just the first 12 verses. Let me read that with you now, and I'm reading from the NIV version. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers and sisters, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what they say, they are perfect, able to keep the whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example, although they are so large and driven by strong winds, when they are steered by a small rudder wherever the pilots go. Likewise the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be so. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither Can a salt spring produce fresh water? It's quite a challenging passage, isn't it? It's quite a lot going on in there for us to think about this morning. And I was struck by that as I was uh, doing my reading. And I thought I'd just share with you some of the things that came to mind as I was doing that. When we sit back and we think about how the world has changed just, just in our lifetimes, It is staggering, isn't it? I mean, for me, the the technology advance in the last 20 years has been incredible. And the way that that has shaped the world as we know it today is incredible. I mean, the last few months alone have seen tremendous change in our lives, haven't they? In the way that we live our lives. As human beings, we've managed to control or to take control of so many things, and that's what uh, what James is referring to in there. It seems to me that one of the things that humankind has not been able to control is ourselves. If we look at the world, and um, when we see bad things happening in the world or the mess uh, that we sometimes find things in, often it's a result of mankind and our failure to control ourselves. If we are to live life full to the full as positive Christians, then actually we need to start doing something about controlling ourselves. We might have the power and the ability uh, as human beings to explore space, uh, to, to even explore the hidden depths of the oceans, even to understand the complexities of the body and the brain and do brain surgery and amazing things like that. But up to now, We've not been able to control the tongue. And if we're going to bring glory to God as Christians, then we really do need to learn to control our tongue. And it's really hard, isn't it? Control. Why? Because I think our tongues are very, very dangerous. I wonder how many people you have hurt or you've upset through some little thing that you might have said, or the manner in which you said it. It's very easy to misinterpret something, isn't it? I wonder how many times you or I have upset someone. The tongue is like a tiny flame, James tells us, which can set a forest ablaze. And the spark, though know, is just a small thing. But once that spark has taken hold, then it will spread and it can destroy, and it can wreak havoc. I mean, we only have to look back, don't we, at some of the awful scenes in recent years of of various forest fires and the devastation that that can cause, started by a tiny spark. And so the tongue possesses that same power, James says, that same power for destruction in the life of the Christian. When we think about it, We talk ourselves into all sorts of problems, don't we? All sorts of sins. And those sins, they defile the whole body. They spoil our lives and they wreck all sorts of relationships. We need desperately to control what we say. Verse seven and eight in this passage almost suggest that it's actually impossible to control the tongue. The truth is it might be beyond our control But it certainly isn't beyond God's control. Satan uses our tongues to enhance his destroying power in the world. And he does it in very clever and very subtle ways that sometimes we don't even see. There was a day in the life of Peter when he took Jesus to one side. You might know the story. Well, he took Jesus to one side and Peter gave Jesus advice. And what did jesus say to him get behind me satan you are a hindrance to me for you are not on the side of god but on men that's matthew 16. we need to learn to control our tongues if we're going to live positive christian lives that make a difference but the question is how do we learn to control our tongues Well, I think one of the words that comes to mind for me was consecrate. We need to offer our tongues to God. Ask him to use our tongues in such a way that his name will be glorified and his kingdom will be extended. We need to do this because even the best of us are inconsistent. Verse 9 in here, it says that we praise God one minute and then we curse something that God has created and that God loves the next minute. How true is that? I mean, just think for one minute. I'm sure we can all think back just to yesterday where we were probably talking negatively or gossiping about somebody or something. We all do it, don't we? But Jesus died for that person that we were talking about in a negative way. And he loves them just the same as he loves you, warts and all. Sometimes we need to wash our mouths out. We need to look to Jesus and to his example. See, no one spoke like him. Hundreds of years before he was even born, the prophet Isaiah said in chapter 53 that there was no deceit in his mouth. Jesus' whole life was consecrated, which was set apart, offered to God. Jesus was in complete control of his life and he was in complete control of his tongue. That's a thought, isn't it? If we consecrate our tongues, we consecrate our lives. Again, look at Isaiah chapter six, the day he was confronted with the holiness of God. He was acutely aware of his own sin and he cried out, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. The uncleanliness of his lips was to him evidence of his sin. And what did God do? he reached out and touched his unclean lips and he purified them. The first words Isaiah spoke after he was purged or consecrated were those unforgettable words where he said, I will go, send me. He consecrated himself. He offered himself. Look again at the example of Jesus. No one ever spoke like Jesus. He spoke the words of eternal life. We need to consecrate our tongues to the Lord. We need to control and consecrate our tongues to the Lord. And the way forward, the way that we do that, is by confessing. We can't control our tongues in our own strength, but God can. We need to come to him and confess our failings and our limitations and thoughtless and sometimes hurtful words. Woe is me for I am a man of unclean lips. And then we need to allow God to reach down and touch even our lips. Remember the day of Pentecost, when fire came down from heaven, the day God's enabling spirit came. He mobilised the early church, enabling them to speak a pure, convincing word to the first hearers of the gospel, so that they were able to say, We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. That's in Acts chapter 2. People's lives, people's tongues were touched by God. Just like Isaiah of old. And like Isaiah, our response to God's cleansing, enabling touch should be the response of a consecrated life. So that we too can say, I will go, send me. Having confessed our sins to God, having been cleansed and empowered, then we are free to go and confess our faith to other people. We don't need to be theologians or even clergy to do that. Every Christian is called to do this, but to do it in ordinary ways. I wonder how can you play your part today? Control. Consecrate and confess let's pray lord as we go into the day today whatever it holds for us help us to think of those three words to control our tongue to consecrate ourselves and to confess lord that we might be cleansed by you renewed by you and able to make a difference for you in jesus name Amen. Thank you for joining with me again this morning, and I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday or on our online service on Sunday morning at half past ten. Until then, God bless.